Gather round. This is the Ticket Water Cooler. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. You play to win the game. Coming at you live in the heart of Lincoln, America. I say, hold up. Wait a minute. Something ain't right. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Here are your hosts, Jake Bakovin and Enrique Alvarez-Cleary. Congratulations if you're out there listening to me. That means you've made it to a Friday. Hopefully you're enjoying some lunch, and hopefully that lunch is good sense, just like us here at 93.7 The Ticket. Delicious good sense today. It better be. Yeah, it better be. Uh, but in any case, we are ready to talk a little bit of football. Got about half a show as, of course, the Big Ten show uh, was running there for a second. Happy hour coming up here in about 20 minutes. So we go got to go a little bit quicker now. But I will say this. Uh, we got some content to give you because uh, Nebraska football coaches – and a few players met with the media today after practice, uh, and uh, we'll get to that either, you know, I, I'm sure most of the quotes uh, between this show and the happy hour, but Rico, uh, I, you know, we've kind of been asking this as the season gets a little bit closer, just kind of wondering what your th- thoughts are on um, how quickly this 3 um, should be expected to look mid-season form. I mean, there's a reason why you call it mid-season, but... Mm-hmm. Do you expect some some learning process as yes. this goes? Yeah. Yes, I expect some learning process. I expect um, nobody except the uh, most eagle-eyed football defensive experts to know if they're running a three-three-five or not, mm. because as we've heard from uh, Jay Foreman before, like the three-three-five offers you so many different uh, avenues of a defense, so many different ways to attack an offense that, you know, sometimes you'll have four down linemen, sometimes you'll have three, sometimes you'll have, you know, however many linebackers, defensive backs. So it, it, it's there's going to be a lot of different variations that they're going to have, but I do expect there to be a learning process, a, a couple of bumps in the road along the way, you know, defensively and offensively, but especially with the three three five, 3 with how complicated I guess is is the word I'm, I'm looking for um the defense seems that it could be um there's going to be some guys who haven't run it before that are still trying to learn as the game is going because you can you can drill it so much in practice but until you get on the field and you know another team is is doing something different than what you've been running in practice and they they throw something at you that you've drilled before but now you actually have to see it get into the right formation and and figure out exactly what everybody is doing you're not going to be able to to nail it down until you finally see it and have to do it so all that uh, all that to, to bring up this next question what what would be a success do you think against Minnesota for the defense? We're not talking about winning the game, but as far as points, you're looking at a Minnesota offense that's you know got the Greek rifle themselves and Ethan Kaliak man is taking yeah. over. Um, they're talking about passing the ball. Sean it's Tyler, the Greek the rifle. That's what his nickname is. Is it really? It is. I have never. So who calls him the Greek <laughs> rifle? You can look it up. Let me let me d- look d- it d- up. No time. way. Yeah. The Greek rifle. Yeah, it's easy. Well, whatever your background is, and then if you're, you can sling the ball because he's got a big arm. That's what's, that's what's kind of been known about him. Well, I guess, I guess it was a terrible idea. I just typed in the Greek rifle, and the first thing that pops up is list of equipment of the Hellenic army. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not gonna, that's gonna, not gonna work. Uh, let's see. Minnesota coaches has refer, have referred to him as Ethan Kaliak Manis as Greek rifle. Yep. Okay. Yeah. All right. See? 
You learned something today. There we go. The Greek rat. That's really cool. It's cool. That's, That's a, a cool, cool nickname. nickname. It is. Um. A success for the defense against Minnesota, and it's not just winning the game. I don't know. Give I me truly, a point. I, I need truly, a I truly, 24? I truly don't know 18, because 16? we don't know how explosive this Minnesota offense is. Yeah. If if it turns out that they're averaging, you know, thirty points a game this season, which would be ridiculous. Uh, if they're averaging like thirty points a game this season, and you held them to twenty-one, that'd be good. If they're averaging fourteen and they score twenty-one, that's not very good. So. I don't. I don't know what would be considered success outside of winning the game, getting a couple turnovers. I guess, you know, forcing like two turnovers. I would consider better than previous defenses because although we were told that it's a very opportunistic defense in the past, it wasn't very opportunistic, or at least the opportunities are very few and far between. Um, getting a couple of sacks, even if it's not sacks, just getting pressure on the quarterback and not letting him to sit there, not letting him sit there and, and you know, pick you apart with, with, it, with his arm and be true to his Greek rifle name. Hmm. Um, I guess that would be, be a success in my eyes. But in terms of, of points scored, I, I don't know. I don't know. Like three, you think, you know, 21 points, you want to say, you know, that's a pretty yeah. good defensive day, but at the same time, that could be terrible, you know. So I, yeah. I'd, it's hard. It's hard to, to determine exactly what a successful defense would look like. I think just forcing some turnovers and keeping the quarterback unhappy, holding the running back to under 100, especially for a Minnesota offense that likes to run, holding the running back to under 100, I guess, would be considered yeah. successful as well. Yeah, it's, it's it is it is hard to hard to grasp and hard to tell because you do it, there's so much unknown like we've said all offseason about Nebraska but a lot of unknown about Minnesota too without uh, their kind of power running uh, offensive line and and running back that they've had or they have to at least reestablish that. I think that's mm-hmm. in their culture but they're also talking about um you know they've said themselves their better playmakers are out on the perimeter this year. So you know, they're going to try to involve the passing game a little bit more. Like I said, they do like the arm of Kaliak Manis. And so with that also comes the idea, like as opposed to previous years, you think about the 20 to 13 loss last season, you know, they sit on the clock. Minnesota is, has been known to really sit on the clock and, and chew up the clock. Are they going to be able to do that as much? So mm-hmm. will they have, um, you know, with the time of possession, maybe favor Nebraska a little bit more if they're going to be into that. So it is it is kind of hard. I mean, I think you could always throw out uh, a number that, you know, if you if like you said, if, you, if you're in that like 18 to 24 point range and you lose the game, that's not really the offense or the defense's fault. It just kind of plays out. Mm-hmm. If you give up more than 24 points, then it's kind of the defense fault. If you you know give up less than 17 points, and the offense can't win. Well, then it's the offense's fault. Mm-hmm. So I think you always kind of have that uh, for a game like this where you just you don't know a whole lot. There's so much moving parts. I think that'd be a, probably a good. A good day. He's kind of under twenty four points. Mm-hmm. Would that be enough to win? I I don't know. It's it's really tough. Depends to tell. on how your offense looks. Yeah. <laughs> that's kind of what. That's kind of where I have this game kind of feeling right now. It's kind of like one of those twenty four seventeen twenty seven twenty four type. I don't games. think it's going to be a very high scoring or pretty game. Yeah. I I really don't. I don't think so either. Uh, I feel like there's going to be. And I, you know, be mad at me if you want. I feel like there's going to be a lot of mistakes that Nebraska has offensively and defensively, and I don't think Minnesota is going to be as polished as maybe they want to be either. But the fact that they have their head coach and and a guy who um, has some experience within the system with the offense um, coming back, I, I think they're going to be a little further. Oh, they're definitely going to be further along than Nebraska, um, but I don't know exactly how they're going to look because it is you know their first year in a while without tanner morgan and, and without um um 
Muhammad Ibrahim behind, and, and Potts is also gone. So yeah. it, it's going to be a really it's going to be a different type of Minnesota offense. We'll see if that, like you said, if that power run game is still available for the Gophers, or if they start slinging it around the yard. But yeah. also, Kaliak Manis can run. We saw that yeah, last year. Yes, so. Well, and John Tyler too. I do want to keep bringing him up because he is their he's their answer. He's from Western Michigan, but he, again, he's he's part of this idea that there might be a shift. I think he ran for over a thousand yards or close to. I mean, he started the last couple of years at Western Michigan, so he's somewhat proven. But the point is, he's more of a slasher than uh, you know a power runner. Mm-hmm. So it, you know that will change kind of what they've got going on there. And so uh, it'll be fascinating to see what they have. Uh, for Nebraska, as Nebraska, for them. Uh, Coach White kind of talked about it today. Somebody asked him, what are the weakness of his defense at this point in camp? He said, Minnesota might be watching, so not going to answer that one. <laughs> mm, don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's for me to know what's, and what's, you to find out. What's the weakness of your defense? Nothing. We're strong everywhere. Yeah. No weaknesses. He didn't say that. He said that he's not going to tell you. <laughs> so they, they've got things to work on. <laughs> but that on. means that there are weaknesses. He should have just said there none. There are weaknesses. He should have just said none. <laughs> well, you don't want the fan base to feel like you've got the – you know. Well, maybe the fan base shouldn't get so excited over one comment. <laughs> well, they do. Uh, Craig says on the text line here, Eric Pytkowski was the Polish rifle, or just Pike. Yeah, that's a good nickname for uh, anything. You know, what was uh, – was uh, there was Red Rifle there for a minute. That's uh, Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton, yeah. yeah. So if, if you've got anything somewhat distinguishable about you and you've got an arm, you can be no. the rifle. No more rifle. The Polish hammer. That Polish was better. Hammer. Who was that? Was uh, he was a center. He was uh, for the Marching Wizards. Gortat. Yeah, Gortat. Yes. Polish hammer. Yes, better nickname. That's much better. Uh, Big Daddy Travis, uh, who uh, I feel uncomfortable saying his name, but in any case, uh, <laughs> ho- <laughs> hopefully Nebraska shows up and sinks that rowboat. Uh, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, yeah. Well, if you sink the rowboat, you're not going to get a whole lot of fleck bucks. So you better be careful there. <laughs> I guess it is a rowboat if they're talking about rowing, right? Yeah, it's not a, it's not a, there's there's no motor. Yeah. Hmm. Probably work on that. Uh, Also, uh, Disc Golf says something that I've been overlooked, that I think has been overlooked with conference realignment. Which mascot would come out in top of a fight in the Big Ten now? Are we talking like actual, like the, like uh, a Hawkeye or uh, or a Cornhusker or a Buckeye? Or are we talking like the mascot, like the people in the mascots? I think, I think. I don't know. Either one, I guess. Because if it's a real mascot, it's between the Spartan and the Trojan. That's what I'm thinking. Trojan and Spartan. It's between the Spartan and the Trojan. Well, there's also the Scarlet Knight. Eh, no. <laughs> no? He's associated with Rutgers, so... Uh, no, but... Well, we're just talking... We're just talking mascots. Does the Scarlet part make you a better knight? He's just a red knight. That's really all it is. Yeah. His, he's covered it. You know what? He's got, his armor's covered in blood. That's what. That's why he's red. They might. They still might have a problem with the Nittany Lion if there's a pack of Nittany Lions. But I guess it's just one. It, yeah, if it's sword. just one, you yeah. can't have a pack. I don't know what a corn husker is. A pack of a corn huskers. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I mean, we'll think about it more, and the, we will ask Nick, even though he said not to. Yeah. Uh, coming up next year on 93.7 The Ticket.